Episode of Gritty Nights. I am doing good. The kid's good. Uh, she's up late. I don't know what she's doing in there. She needs to go to bed. It's got school. And uh, Philly, <laughs> we're not doing that great today. Now, um, I held off on doing the show. I usually try to do it Monday nights. But I knew that we had a big game Thursday. And I know there's only 67 of you guys listening. But we 67 strong. And I didn't feel like double dipping on you when I knew we had an important game and that's where we're going to start tonight. There's a lot of stuff to happen this week I'm going to jump into. Um, but the 76ers played the Nets tonight. And, of course, Ben Simmons was in the building. As we know, Ben Simmons was not playing. Um, one of the things I heard is one of the reasons why he's going to be sitting on the bench so that when we boo him, he has a help. it'll help his case for suing the Sixers for getting back his $19 million. Much to my chagrin and my surprise, in the pregame warm-ups, now, this is where the thing is, you don't know how many um, Nets fans were in the building early, but Ben went out there during warm-ups when he came in in slides, but he did go out of warm-ups, and he dunked the ball. And, I mean, there was actually a little bit of a thunderous cheer. They actually had the courts roped off, which they never do. I, you know, I mean, if you've been to the games or if you sat down there or you've gone down there early, they never have the court roped off, but they did tonight. <laughs> they were anticipating something to go down, and Philly um, booed in all the right ways. They showed their disapproval in all the right ways. But he did get that cheer, which was odd for me. And, again, maybe it might have been Nets fans. And if it wasn't, if it was uh, Philly fans, good for us because anything we could do to – unhelp his case that he's trying to file against 76ers, the more the better. Uh, to the game of the people that were playing. You can listen to it because thank goodness I've got my own podcast now and I don't have to dig up the archives. My one concern about James Harden was playoff pressure James Harden. Playoff Harden versus regular season Harden. The same problem I have with Glenn Rivers and why I keep calling him Glenn Rivers until he gets me into and out of the Eastern Conference Finals. He's going to be Glenn Rivers to me, always, because I don't believe in him in the playoffs. I don't believe in him getting us by. And it held true tonight. Now, James Harden, okay, so I was talking to my buddy uh, Jason about Embiid, and he might have lost MVP tonight. Embiid went out there, he tried. I, I can pull up video of him getting hit in the back multiple times, and I'm not calling fouls. And that's with him going to the foul line 19 times or 15 times in the first quarter. Um, he, he missed a couple, but I mean, like when you're shooting 20 and you miss four, it's not that bad. But at the same time, it's just odd for him. But he was getting beat up, he was trying. And uh, him and KD were jawing at it. You know, he went at KD, KD went at him. And the refs let them yap. I like that. I like that a lot because they were really talking shit, and I enjoyed it. But um, Embiid was trying, and it looked like he was out there all by himself giving effort. Now, I mean, we were still losing. Woo, we got our teeth kicked in. But was it no Maxi shine? And where was James Harden? And again, Embiid was 5 for 17. I'm not saying, you know, he was all world tonight. But he was putting in effort. I could see it 
in his game. I could see him trying, and they, they had him off a of rhythm. And uh, James Harden looked scared. Let's be real. He looked scared. He was hesitant. He was passing up the ball. Even they were down, and he was in in, in the lineup where Doc, or excuse me, Glenn likes to put him in. I was expecting, give me some ISO then. Give me some ISO Harden. Dribble, dribble, dribble me. Do something. And he just passed up the ball to Thibels. He passed up the ball to Nangs. And again, when you're playing against lesser teams and he does it, that's great. They're wide open. Cool. I appreciate you, James, for facilitating and getting guys open shots. And that's all great. But when we need you in the heat of battle, when the crowd is foaming at the mouth, fuck Ben Simmons chance all throughout the arena. And you are not being able to handle that pressure and you're scared to shoot. You look scared. I don't care what anybody says. You look scared to me. I, I watch, watch the game again. You look scared. Scared to miss. And again, not scared like Ben Simmons scares, but you know what I'm saying. Pressure bust pipes. His pipe looked busted. That's all I'm saying. Then the rest of the team followed suit. And there was no halftime talk about, are you coming to play today? Are you going to play? Are you going to put an effort? Because they came out in the second half and got molly whopped and everybody was benched by the third quarter. Both teams, everybody just sat down. Take your ball and go home. And Ben's bitch ass got to sit over there grinning and yucking it up, which disgusts me because there was nothing wrong with you, bro. You could have been out there, and you didn't, and you wouldn't, and you couldn't. So, whatever. I will say this. I love Maury Mafia. He should have kept Curry or Drummond, one of the two. You let them both go. It looks like it hurts, and it looks like you gave up a little bit too much. You should have kept one of them. And why didn't we get Dragic? Because you want to keep one of these young fools on the team, the dudes I never heard of that ain't worth a nothing instead of getting me a vet. Anyway, uh, oh, let me. It's just one game, Owen. It's just one game. And that's what I told my buddy. I'm like, Joel Embiid's not losing his MVP over one game. He gets to go face-to-face against the Joker on Monday night. Let's see how we do, how he do. I'm not playing. Let's see how he do against the Joker. I feel like he's going to bounce back by then. And uh, it was just a bad game tonight. It was a bad loss at home. It was embarrassing. Uh, KD and uh, Joel have been jawing. I don't know if you remember when that, when we played in the one time, KD told him, get out of here, get off the court, whatever. And then when we beat them, Joel said the same thing. He made sure to tell him to get off the court. So they've already been at it before the trade even happened. And tonight was no different. They were yakety-yakking all in each other's face. And I appreciate it. I like a little rivalry. I like a little talking smack. And um, Kyrie was Kyrie. Uh, quiet assassin, flat earther. You know, looking like a weirdo, hitting great shots. He just looks like a strange person when I look at him and his face and his eyes. He looks so aloof to me anymore. Um, Age has not treated him well in my mindset, in my eyes, but it is what it is. They got that W. We took that L. It was rough. Ooh, it was rough. And briefly, you know who else had a rough uh, night this week? LeBron James. So LeBron James passed the ball. With five, four seconds left, going underneath the basket. Now, mind you, he was underneath the basket. He was behind the basket. But he could have did the little, you know, Jordan Irving, oopy thing and, and, and did a layup. He could have. But he did his right play thought process thing, and he kicked the ball out. 
to uh, Melo, and Melo missed it for the game winner. And they lost to the Houston Rockets, who were down two starters. And even James Worthy was like, damn, that's embarrassing. That doesn't look good. And even Melo came back and said, it doesn't look good. It was embarrassing, and we probably weren't playing as hard as we should. So, whatever the Lakers are doing, it looks bad. But, yeah, my, my, my man LeBron didn't put the layup up and, you know, it is what it is. But now his legacy is in the question. He'll never be better than Jordan because in year 19 he passed up a layup to win a game when I think Jordan was at a gambling table somewhere in Las Vegas at year 19. But, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Now LeBron lost his legacy over a meaningless game on a Wednesday against the Houston Rockets. America. Clickbait. It is what it is. I mean, I guess I should do it. I'm just starting out, but I need to start saying crazy things and putting out hot posts uh, like my buddy, Elliot Shore Parks. Hot take. I, Black Gritty, am an elite shooter. Sign me up, Philadelphia. I can do it. Elliot Shore Parks believes in me. I can get back. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, that, that was the Sixers. That was the Nets. Like I said, got our teeth kicked in. We took that out. It is what it is. And um, LeBron's legacy is over, and no one likes us, and we don't care. That's the chant. Um, when I get back from, I'm going out to LA. When I get back from LA, I'm gonna start putting in little voice clips in my memes. I'll load my board up with all the, with all the classics that we know and, and the tropes that we have. But Russell Wilson went to Denver, and you say, oh, and he got traded to Denver. Well, he had a no trade clause, and he got to pick where he wanted to go, and. Philadelphia was in the mix to try and get him. He didn't want to come to Philadelphia. And you hear the, well, Denver doesn't have better talent than we do. I mean, on paper, they have younger talent because they've sucked for a longer period of time. They've gotten better, higher draft picks than us. And, yeah, now that Russell's on the team, oh, of course Russell's on the team. We're, gonna be We're still in a tough division. I would say if, if he came here, he'd probably be better off with lesser talent, quote-unquote, in a much easier division than having marginally better talent in a really rough division and conference. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, very everybody's grading it is Denver made an A1 trade and Seattle made a D-plus trade, and Seattle got two firsts, two seconds, a player, some some bubble gum, uh, some Fruity Pebbles. I mean, they got, <laughs> they got a haul back for Russell Wilson. They got a lot back for him. But everybody's grading it as a Denver win, and we will find out if that converts. Uh, Denver even uh, gave up a, a good tight end, I believe. So we'll see if that converts. But Russell didn't want to come here. Now, he had just been on all the talk shows talking about giving up, buying cheesesteaks. He brought up Philly cheesesteaks twice. He out here teasing us. And maybe Philly just didn't have a better offer than Denver, and that's what it came down to. But it, it feels like he didn't pick us because – that's what happens a lot here in Philadelphia, and it is what it is. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Everybody keeps talking about trying to upgrade a quarterback. I want to keep the quarterback. I want to draft the draft picks. I want to try and build through free agency, and then, and then we need, when we got a better team and a roster, then go striking at the quarterback. But that's just me because everybody still wants Deshaun Watson. And before, Deshaun Watson didn't want to come here either. We got a little bit more talent than when, you know, they reached out to try and get him before. So he might be a little bit more interesting to him, but still, you got to deal with all the headache and everything that comes with him. He had his um, hearing today, and things are trying to progress, and I guess we're going to find out if they're going to move him. But, I mean, 
Philadelphia freaked out over dogs. I don't know what they're going to do with this if we bring this guy here. So, um, and rightfully so, they freaked out over dogs. I'm not saying don't freak out over dogs. Love your pets. I get you. So, we might not be getting Deshaun. So, we got to deal with Hurts. And I want to deal with Hurts. I want to see one more year if Hurts can grow and mature. And then if not, then we'll do what it do uh, from there. We can't have nothing. I know we wanted Calvin Ridley. I know the Eagles wanted Calvin Ridley. I know they were trying to get him. And the Falcons were going to make that deal, and they held off. And they, why they held off? Because my man got suspended for a year for gambling. Now, he got caught using FanDuel on his phone while he was sitting home for mental health. Now, unlike Ben Simmons, I assumed that this man really had mental health issues because you got to be one of the dumbest motherfuckers alive to use your own phone and your own account and your own home on your own Wi-Fi, making parlay bets up to eight teams for $1,500 in total, and you pick the Falcons to win in those bets. You've got to have mental issues. He should go to the league and say, look, I told y'all I was having mental stress issues. This obviously shows that I'm a, a, a crazy person and I needed help. It was a call for help. That's what it was. It was a call for help, and nobody was listening to me. Help me. That's what he should go back and say to the league. Like, I needed help, and no one's helping me because that is insane. Shout out to the Falcons for not pushing the deal through because I know the Eagles, and like I said, a lot of other teams wanted them too, and they just held off and kept them, and everybody kept wondering why nothing was progressing with it, and now you know why. They probably let them know this is the league, this is what it is, and, oh, gosh. It was just rough. It was really rough for him and for Eagles again, because uh, you know we're we're allegedly going to get everybody. You know, we, it's talk radio. We're big talk radio. We're a big sports town. We're big. We read everything. You know, um, we're like the, in a fourth market right now for all the major stations to talk about. So we're always going to get somebody, and then when we never do, oh, it kills me. That's why I love Bryce Harper so much because Bryce came here. He embraced us. He gets it. He panders, but he loves his pandering, and he believes in it, and so I accept and love Bryce Harper. Thanks for coming. Wish more people would, but the city is rough. Uh, as a friend of mine said, uh, shout out to Drew, which would you rather be? In Denver, where they're going to worship you like Peyton coming there because they haven't had anything since Peyton and before that John Elway, or do you want to come to Philadelphia where you have one bad game we're going to boo you? It's true. We will. It would happen, and it is what it is, but, you know, you could be in Denver and suck and it doesn't matter. They're still going to lord you and love you and be happy for you and hope and wish and pray. And he's a hop, skip, and a jump from the West Coast, which is where, you know, the family's been based, obviously, from Seattle and L.A. and everything like that with Sierra. So it's closer for him. Good for him. I just don't want to get excited anymore when somebody tells me that someone's linked to the Eagles or Philly or Anybody, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm not going to get excited about it until it happens. The hardened thing has been talked about to death. It finally happened. Yay. But boo at the same time. Oh, my God. We're in a, we're in a tight spot right here. It's just one game. Don't talk about the window, but it's just one game. But it was a tight pressure game. Almost like playoffs. Anyway. Uh, but you know who is on the move? And he's moving right down the street. Carson Wentz is now a commander. Carson is a commander and I I I'm not the one a guy not one to bash Carson Wentz I appreciate him for his services I appreciate him that he helped tremendous amounts 
to get me my first role in my lifetime being an Eagles fan. I do understand his contribution to that, and I'll always appreciate him for that. Now, though, you're in a division, and you're dead to me. <laughs> I mean, when you retire, I'll go back to saying thank you, but you're right down the street, you're a divisional rival. I hope that we get uh, 10 interceptions a year from you as long as you're in Washington because he's prone to have five interception games or three or five. And I hope that we get one of those or two of those games from him. I don't expect much. They have a little bit of talent on defense. They have a little bit of talent on offense. Apparently, he's not a leader. He doesn't want to lead. He doesn't lead well. Guys in the locker room do not like him, so it wasn't just a Nick Foles him thing. Apparently, guys just don't like him, and they moved on from him. Gave up two second rounds, two third rounds, swapping up another second round. And so uh, the commanders are actually guaranteeing his full salary, $28 million. Woo! I mean, it's cheaper than, you know, a contract and, and signing somebody new now, but there are so few quarterbacks in the league right now. Andy gave him up with no quarterback in mind. They have no one, and they just gave him up like it was nobody's business. That's odd, weird, impressive, ballsy, whatever you want to call it. But uh, they'd rather have no one and figure it out than have Carson. That means you are a terrible leader in the locker room. That means no one liked you in that locker room. And that's sad for him because I know he's a Lord-loving Gun carrying hunter person gatherer, and uh, it's just this is, he's gonna be a journeyman now. I don't know if he lasts one year, two years down there uh, with the commanders, but I'm glad we get to play him, and uh, hopefully, it doesn't burn me in the butt saying that. But he is a commander, that's something else happened this week. Also, Kelsey's back. Oh, something good. I I know, I know it took me like 20 minutes to get to some good news, but Kelsey's back. He was on the radio station the other day, being a guest host, answering phone calls. Nick Sirianni called in. It was great. Like I said, I, I, after when I get back from my trip, I will be producing this show a lot better. I have sound bites and clips for you guys and all the fun jazz. I'm just trying to get my, uh, my feet underneath me and get rolling. But, uh, Nick called in. It was cute. It was fun. He told him he wanted to stay. And Nick apparently got him a keg. And so Kelsey went out on his Instagram. And he cracked the keg open again, poured himself a fuzzy beer, and got beer all in his beard. And uh, he said he's retiring from sports call radio, and he's going to remain a Philadelphia Eagle. And that makes me happy. He is one of the best centers of all time. I'm just going to put him as one of the GOAT centers, one of the top 10 centers, because I don't want to jump out a window. I don't want guys coming back to me with old school guys. I don't know. I, Jeff Saturday's the only other center that really comes to my mind name brand-wise. But I'll put Kelsey in the top 10. And if anybody knows anything about centers, go ahead and rank them and tell them to me. I'll believe you. Anything you say, I'll believe you. Kelsey's back. It's a great day. I'm excited about that. Yay. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Major League Baseball is back. <laughs> now, it's probably gonna they're probably gonna have a duration again in three years because they didn't really fix it, but it's back. And that is Uber exciting, Uber um impressive. And uh opening day is April 7th. I mean, they're gonna get the ball rolling immediately, which is awesome. They're not playing around. There's going to be 162 games. Uh, you know, everybody was threatening or thinking that there's going to be 144 games. They're trying to, you know, finagle it down to get less time out of people. I mean, not less time, less games uh, for the players. So, 
We've got 162 games. Spring training starts March 11th and uh, March 17th, excuse me. Uh, and the free agency will start right after the CBA is ratified. So it's going to be Wild West. Uh, the Phillies better pick somebody up. They better pick two somebody's up. I'm, I'm tired of this teetering on 500, not making the playoffs. Like, they've got to make a move and a real move, and I don't want to have to fake get excited about some crappy deal that they make at the trade deadline. Do something. Do something. Spend this money. Spend that stupid money. Spend that stupid money. Get us in the playoffs. I want it. I need it. I care about it. Do it. That's what we need. So uh, the National League adopts the designated hitter starting this season. That's cool. I like that. Uh, playoff expands to 12 teams. Great. I, <laughs> I'm not trying to back in. I, I, want, I want a player or two, and I, and I just want it now. And um, the, they agree to ban shifts and implement a pitch clock, and they're going to make bases larger by 2023. And uh, people are complaining about that. Like uh, one guy tweeted out, imagine the NFL banned too high safety defense because some of their QBs couldn't compete big throws against it. I mean, baseball, besides this lockout and stuff that they're doing, they're killing themselves. They need to pick the game up. They need to make the game faster. They need to make the game more exciting. They need more runs. And if you're not letting people juice up anymore and and, and hit the ball out of the park because you've already changed the ball, the ball's already been manipulated, and so far they're getting the same results. So they're not going to be able to change that anymore to get these balls flying. So they need to change some other things. And, like, the NFL has changed so much to help the game get faster, more points scored. Can't touch the QB. No pass for Like, they've done so many things to help their sport get to what it needs. More points, more excitement. So Major League Baseball needs to do that. I can't imagine a sport where I know so many kids that can play because it it's so accessible and the, the sport is dying. You know, you, you go to any town, go to a regular town. Uh, let's take my town. I live in one of the smallest towns in New Jersey. You have a peewee, town, peewee league, the Pop Warner League, and things like that, right? So let's say each one of those has like one team each for each age group. So that's like five teams. Out here for baseball and softball, again, softball is, but it's still people playing the game, same sport. There are, in my small town, 14, 20 teams of kids playing. Full rosters, double loaded rosters, because it's more accessible. So, how do those people not grow up to be fans of the game when they're all playing it? More people are playing that than a lot of other sports. So for basketball, basketball's got like a good program because it got AAUs and things like that. But I'm saying baseball's got the the town leagues, the little leagues, the rec leagues. Like it's so many people that play the sport and can't keep to fall in love with it because Major League Baseball screws themselves. And these players are screwing themselves too. They don't promote themselves at all. They want to stay shut away and keep their money and they get the highest money. It's all guaranteed. They need to be out here showing their face, having fun, giving more personality to the sport and to the fans. That is one thing I can't get behind the owners about. I'm a player's guy, but the owners are out here talking about, uh, you know, you're talking about ad revenue and share revenue. Well, I need you to share yourself with these fans and not be aloof. I mean, it's okay for one or two guys or 30 or 40, but I mean, it's like a 90-10 no personality league. And why is that? Because they can. And they feel like they don't have to. But it also doesn't help grow Major League Baseball. 
and that's what they need to do. And hopefully these changes help with that. Just excited to have it back. Um, I tell you what, I don't like watching baseball on TV. I do it, but I love going down to the game. It's one of my favorite pastimes to be at the game. Uh, Citizens Park over here is a beautiful park. You go there. It almost feels like you're in an oasis when the sky's right. It, the the way the placing of it, the air, the lights, the color, the feel, it just feels like you're in a movie when you're in that stadium. And I and I've been in all the other stadiums and, and no other stadium, not all the other stadiums. I've been in a lot of other stadiums. It's the best place to be, the best house to be in in Philadelphia. I'll say that because I hate being a hyperbole junkie and a hot taker for no reason when I don't have to be, but. It is a great place to be, so I'm excited that baseball is back. What say you? Um, that's it for today. I'm going to get out of here because I'm a little still depressed about this butt whooping we took out here against the Nets. I'm your boy, Black Gritty. It's been another Gritty Nights. I'm out. Take a look in my